This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 280. In today's episode, as I promised recently on the show, I'm going to be talking about white balance, a beginner's guide to white balance. I've had a lot of photography students ask me about this topic because it can be a little bit of a complicated and intimidating topic. So I wanted to cover it in this week's episode. But first, I did want to announce the winner of the most recent giveaway for the Go Groove camera backpack. And a winner has been selected. And the winner is Gladdy Jennings of Virginia. And she is selected to receive her prize in the color black. So that will be sent out to her today. Congratulations, Gladdy, and to anybody else that entered the contest. All right. So let's get on to today's topic. Have you ever wondered why, when you shoot indoors, your subject turns out yellow? Or when you use your flash, they seem to have a blue hue to them? Well, this is because of white balance in your camera being off. Understanding white balance and how it affects your photography will help make better images because setting your white balance incorrectly can ruin an otherwise beautiful image. When your white balance is off, it can add all kinds of unwanted color casting into your images, making your subject's skin look odd, like they have yellow fever, or that they're turning into a smurf. And if you don't know what a smurf is, you can always web search that. So in today's episode, I'll be talking about white balance and color temperature. Now, I understand these topics can be scary ones to take on as a student or a hobbyist photographer. But hopefully, by the end of this episode, you'll be more comfortable with this topic and better equipped to make better images going forward. First off, let me share a reality about photography and light. Not all light is created equally. I'm not talking about the quality of light, such as daylight versus continuous lights in your studio versus strobes. I'm talking about the color of the light. The light your eyes see as white light from these different sources can actually have different color tones, which are known as color temperatures. You may not have thought about it much in your life until recently when LED lights became more of the norm. But have you ever noticed how on older incandescent bulbs would cast a yellowish orange hue on everything? Well, that's due to its color temperature. Direct sunlight at noon is what is considered to be normal color temperature. And all light sources are judged compared to this standard. So as I mentioned a moment ago, that old style bulb will appear a more yellowish or orange than sunlight. And in the shade, the light will appear more blue than direct or neutral sunlight. Now, I'm sure you're wondering, how does all of this apply to my photography? 
Have you ever taken an image? And then when you looked at it on your computer, it was too orange or blue. And yet when you looked at the scene with your eyes, it appeared totally normal. That is because your brain adjusts what we see. So we always see normal colors. If you're a skier or a snowboarder or snowmobiler, in the wintertime, try this experiment. Put on your goggles and look at the snow. And it will change color tone. If your goggles have a yellow tone to them, the snow will look yellowish. And if they have a blue tone to them, then the snow will look bluish in color. But after you've been wearing your goggles for a little bit, look at the snow again. And you will see that your brain has compensated, and now the snow appears to be pure white again. When you first take your goggles back off, the snow will look bluish again until your brain compensates, and then it'll be normal white once more. This little test also proves that our brains are part of a very sophisticated color palette system that automatically adjusts colors in different lighting conditions. But your camera is not that sophisticated. So if the wrong white balance is used in camera, then our images will look unnatural with bad skin colors and weird color shifts, such as in the example I have included in the show notes, the first image. On the left, you can see the little boy photograph sitting by the window with the correct white balance and you have natural colors. And then on the right-hand side, you see the same exposure with the incorrect white balance and everything is too orange. He looks like a Oompa Loompa from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So as anyone could see in this image, the natural look are the colors on the left. The skin tones are normal. There's no weird color casting happening. But on the right, everything just has a nasty orange cast. And the child just looks like they have jaundice or something. But what is color temperature? Well, let's talk about that more right now. Color temperature is the measure of units in Kelvin, represented with a K, capital K, and is a physical property of light. There is an extremely large margin of variance between different light sources, even if they appear to the eye to be exactly the same. An example of this would be maybe you've been in a room with rows of overhead fluorescent lights and noticed that there were bulbs that were a slightly different color than the others, but you didn't know why. They might have been older bulbs or possibly they were a different brand of bulb but they had a slightly different color temperature than the rest of the bulbs in the room. And in the same respect, sunlight at high noon can have a different color temperature than sunlight at sunset or during sunrise. Neutral color temperature, such as sunlight at noon, measures between 5,200 and 6,000 Kelvin. And you'll find that most external flash units come from the factory set to that exact same range which means they're basically trying to mimic sunlight at noon. The incandescent bulb that I mentioned earlier in this episode that produces warm or yellowish-orange light has a color temperature of around 3,000 Kelvin. And shade, which is more blue, has a color temperature of around 8,000 Kelvin. Now, if you look in the show notes below in this section, I've included a chart that gives you examples of different light sources and their normal Kelvin range 
and what color cast they represent. Now, when talking about photography, things can get even more difficult when the scene you're trying to photograph has multiple light sources with different color temperatures. This kind of situation is called mixed lighting. You may have heard this before. In this example, you have both daylight and tungsten lights, which have a temperature of 2600 Kelvin. So in this image in the show notes, this is a scene from a wedding reception. And there were chandeliers hanging overhead, but there was also direct sunlight coming into the room through the windows. And if you set your white balance for the tungsten lights above, it causes the sunlight on the right to appear bluish and affects the tablecloth and the flowers. But it doesn't end there because the same light source can have a different color temperature depending on the lighting conditions. So that will throw another wrench into the work, so to speak. And if you look in the show notes of the following two photos, this is from a wedding. The first image was captured in sunlight with optimal sunny conditions with a white balance of 5,500 Kelvin. But the second image was captured just a few moments later in the same sunlight, but it had become cloudy. So now with the white balance at 5,500 Kelvin, the colors look off. The second image was taken after the sun went behind a cloud. So you have more of a blue color cast on everything in the scene. So now that you know what color temperature is, white balance should be easier for you to tackle. As the name implies, white balance balances the color temperature of your images. How does it do this, you ask? It adds in the opposite color to the image in an attempt to make sure the color temperature is as close to neutral as possible. So instead of your whites appearing as blue or orange, they should appear white once the white balance adjustment has been applied. The nice thing is you can not only correct white balance in camera, but also in your post-processing application as well. Now, the majority of cameras on the market today come with the option to manually adjust the white balance. Some of the most typical settings in your camera would be sun, shade, tungsten, and fluorescent. And there are even some cameras that come with the option to manually set a color temperature by selecting a specific Kelvin value. And I'm going to give you an image example in the show notes of three shots of the same plant sitting in a window. Now, these were shot at nighttime. So if you look, the shot on the left is tungsten light with a white balance of 5550 Kelvin. And then the middle image is the same scene with tungsten light and the white balance set to 3050 Kelvin. And then the sample on the right is the same scene, same light with the white balance set to the tungsten preset. And you can see the difference that it makes to the overall image. And I mean, you can tell it's significant. The very first image has a lot of orange color cast to it, where the other two examples look more normal as far as the light itself. And even though the second and third example, the light looks more normal, more balanced out, more neutral, because the camera is cooling down the temperature by adding blue into the image. So it has the correct white now. But you'll notice if you look in the background, the bokeh ball is now blue. 
So if you're still confused by this, take a look at the same scene shot during the daylight in the next sample image in the show notes. And so on the left, you have the same scene, cloudy sunlight, white balance of 55, 50 Kelvin. And then the middle example is cloudy sunlight, white balance of 30, 50 Kelvin, and everything is very blue. And then the third sample on the right, you have tungsten light, white balance of 55, 50 Kelvin. But look at the difference. You have the first one looks normal. The middle one is too blue. And the last one is way too orange. And that's how much of a difference the white balance can make to your images. Now, one of the nice things about digital photography is we don't have to use white cards and color cast removing filters to get accurate colors. Now, if you shoot raw like I do, then you could easily change the white balance in post-processing software later on, such as Lightroom, Photoshop, or my preferred editor, which is Capture One Pro. And this is because the original RAW file doesn't contain any colors. The colors get added during the RAW conversion process. The great thing about this is if you do shoot RAW, you can pretty much totally ignore white balance settings and do it later in post. However, if you shoot JPEG instead, and many of you out there do, you have to get your white balance correct in camera when you shoot, because adjusting it later in post can have an extremely damaging effect on your final image. Additionally, the colors will most likely never be right either if you try to adjust white balance in post when shooting JPEG. Most of the time, your camera will do a decent job with the white balance and color temperature, but there will be situations where the camera is fooled and the image will come out with really nasty, janky color cast. That's just the nature of the beast. Now, because I do shoot raw, I can just set my cameras to auto white balance and I let the camera decide. And if the camera is wrong, big deal. I can easily change it and capture one later without issues. Once I select the correct white balance in Capture One, I can then easily sync the change to apply it to all my images in that one shoot. So how do you change your white balance in camera? Well, if you look in the show notes, I have a sample screenshot from the X-T4 camera in the show notes that you can look at the white balance menu as it appears in my camera. Now, it is going to vary somewhat from camera to camera, but this will give you a general idea of what you'll find for the most part in your camera's white balance menu section. So, if you look at this sample in the show notes for the X-T4 menu, you see for options, we have auto white priority, which means the white balance is adjusted automatically choose for whiter whites in scenes lit by incandescent bulbs. And then we have auto, white balances adjusted automatically. We have auto, ambience priority. White balances adjusted automatically, choose for warmer scenes, or warmer whites in scenes lit by incandescent bulbs. Then we have one, two, and three, measure of value for white balance. We have the K setting, where you can actually choose a color temperature. We have a sunlight icon for subjects in direct sunlight. 
We have a sun with a cloud icon for subjects in the shade. And then we have daylight under fluorescent lights. We have uh, another symbol, which is used under warmer white fluorescent lights. And we have a third one, which is used under cool white fluorescent lights. Then we have one that's uh, a picture, an icon of like a standard incandescent light bulb. And it says use on, in, under incandescent lighting. And then the last one we have looks like water in a fish. And it says reduces the blue cast typically associated with underwater lighting. So it's a little bit different than it is in a lot of other cameras, but Fuji gives you a lot of options. So, but don't worry, in most all cameras, the white balance can be set quite easily in the menu system. And this applies to both mirrorless and DSLRs as well. There is also on most of these cameras, a programmable button that can quickly change the white balance between the different settings. Next, let's look at the various white balance settings that are present in most cameras. And again, yours may be named slightly differently depending on the make and model that you have. But most of them will have an auto mode. Now, this is the default mode, uh, the default white balance setting on most cameras and the one that I use the most since I shoot raw. In this mode, the camera guesses the white balance depending on the ambient light in the scene and the use of flash. Now, some models of camera have multiple auto white balance settings depending on the shooting environment, as I mentioned a moment ago in the menu in the X-T4. Now, all of my Fuji cameras pretty much have that same menu because it's standard Fuji. So next we have incandescent or light bulb, and you would use this setting only when under tungsten bulbs or if you your images look very blue. Then we have fluorescent. You would use this setting if your photos look too green or when under fluorescent lights. Now, remember, there are many different types of these lights, and some cameras might have several of these modes as well. Then you have sunlight. This setting is used when you are shooting in direct sunlight at noon, and the sunlight is shining on the subject. It'll have some cameras will have a flash setting used when shooting with on camera or off camera flash units and speed lights. Cloudy. You would use this setting when shooting in the shade or on a cloudy overcast day. And then there is a separate shade setting in some cameras. This setting is warmer than cloudy and adds orange colors to your scene. And it's great for sunsets and shade. Then some cameras will have custom settings that let you manually set the color temperature by the Kelvin values, generally anywhere from 2,500 to 10,000 Kelvin. And some cameras will even have a preset used for matching using a white balance card or white balance lens cap. Now, remember, the list above might be slightly different in your camera, so this is only a reference list to look at. The best way to obtain the correct white balance is through custom or preset, but you will need a white balance card, also known as a gray card or an 18% gray card. When looking through your camera menu for white balance, you will see preset in an icon or custom in Canon. And in my Fujifilm, as I mentioned, we have K, which allows you to set the specific Kelvin setting. Now, remember, when using a card, you have to hold it in front of the lens and the camera reads the light as it reflects off the card. 
Now, some cameras like Canon will actually require you to take a photo of the card and it will save that file and you can use that for your custom white balance. And you can only do that in JPEG mode. But this is not a permanent change. So anytime the lighting conditions change, you will need a new custom white balance setting or test shot. To change your white balance in your post-processing software, it will look like the following screenshot in the show notes in the Lightroom develop module. And I, I included Lightroom because it's one of the most commonly used programs. So as you can see, it has a drop-down list and you can select as shot, which is what it'll be at by default. You can choose auto, daylight, cloudy, shade, tungsten, fluorescent, flash or custom which will allow you to set a specific kelvin value once again like you can in the fuji cameras all right i'm going to take a short break right here and then i'll be right back we hope you're enjoying this edition of the liam photography podcast the best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag. Hashtag Liam Photo Podcast. And now back to the show. And we're back. So continuing, you must remember setting a specific white balance can only be done when shooting in RAW and processing in your photo editing software. As in when JPEG, it can ruin the color of your images as you cannot make drastic changes to a JPEG file. So now that you know the difference between color temperature and white balance, you can finally see the relationship between them and how they can affect your images. But because most photographers work with white balance settings, they sometimes get confused when you talk about color temperature. Now, many photographers choose to shoot at a fixed value of 5,500 Kelvin as a way to kind of hedge their bets, if you will. But if you shoot incandescent lights indoors, everything is going to be an orange or yellow. But if you shoot raw, no worries. You can correct it in post. If shooting in shade, it's no problem to warm these blue images up more in post-processing as well. And after you have been thinking of color temperatures and using them for a while, you'll start to equate in your head that higher Kelvin values equate to warmer light and lower values equate to cooler light, and you'll be able to adjust accordingly. If you use auto white balance in your camera, then your colors will vary depending on the light you are shooting in. And also remember that mixed lighting will give auto white balance a hard time as it will not know for sure which light to adjust for. Additionally, remember that in each camera system, white balance capabilities will vary as well. Like any other technology, more recently made cameras will be more accurate than older cameras such as DSLR versus mirrorless. And also remember that most all photo editing software has an auto white balance capability as well. Whether you use Lightroom, Photoshop, Capture One, or On One Photo Raw, 
they all allow you to set auto white balance after the fact if you're shooting raw. Now, keep in mind that as a photographer, we can decide what colors look more natural or pleasing to our eyes. What that can mean is that on some occasions, you might want to test your artistic license to make an image look completely different by changing the white balance, especially for sunrise and sunset photos. The big takeaway that I want you to get from this episode is that you don't need to be intimidated by white balance and color temperature. Hopefully, after listening to this episode, you'll have a better understanding of both, and you'll now realize why some of your images in the past, when you didn't set your white balance correctly, your colors or skin tones turned out kind of janky and off, and the scenes just didn't look natural. And it's a common mistake. A lot of new photographers, student photographers, hobbyists, they make this mistake. So don't feel bad. You're not the only one that has made this kind of mistake. It's fairly common. And that was why I wanted to talk about this subject in today's episode. I'd gotten quite a few emails and messages about it on social media from photography students and hobbyists asking about white balance and how it applied to their photography and why sometimes when they would take a photograph in a certain scenario, the colors would come out looking kind of weird and and they would have weird. Another example is odd tint in your photographs. That can happen as well from your white balance being off. Sometimes, depending on the white, you could end up with a weird green tint or sometimes, as I mentioned before, the blue tint from the light being too cool or the yellow orange from it being too warm. You know, these things can happen. And I've had people hit me up about it and say, hey, you know, why do I have this weird, slightly greenish tint in my images? And I, you know, and I'd re- reply back and say, well, what kind of lighting situation were you in? And what did you set your white balance for? And 99 times out of 100, they come back to me and say, what do you mean? What was my white balance set for? What the heck is that? <laughs> and, and, and I'm not making fun of you. I don't want you to think that. But a lot of people, uh, especially new photographers and student photographers, don't realize that they even have the ability to change the white balance or that they even have a white balance setting. They usually just set the basics up in their camera as far as raw JPEG, stuff like that. And then they start shooting. They never bother to look through the white balance menu. And it's a very, very important menu subsection in your camera. You really need to know your white balance menu in your camera and when to apply which white balance setting for the scene that you're shooting in to get the best quality images, to get the appropriate natural colors, natural skin tones, and natural looks in your final images. It's not super hard. I know it sounds scary, and it probably looks scary the first time you look at this menu subsection in your camera, but it's not. Like a lot of things in photography, it can seem more intimidating than it actually is. So just keep that in mind. As a photographer, we can decide what colors are more natural and pleasing to our eyes, as I mentioned a little bit ago, and you can adjust accordingly. Maybe you want that warm look in your sunset photo because it's more pleasing. 
Now, if you remember, I've talked in the past and I've shared it online before. I have a sunrise shot from Tybee Island, Georgia, that I took back in 2014, I think it was, where I got to the beach just before the sun come up. So I was set up on the beach with my tripod and my Canon camera at the time. And I got a fantastic shot of the sun coming up over the Atlantic Ocean. And everything has this beautiful orange glow to it. And it was just the way the light was that day. And in that case, I had my camera set to auto white balance because I was shooting raw. And it was just the way the image turned out straight out of the camera. And it was absolutely beautiful. And I've sold a lot of copies of that image on Getty Images especially. So there is artistic license as well. So keep that in mind. Don't let this subject intimidate you. White balance and color temperature are not nearly as scary as they can seem. So in conclusion, as long as you shoot raw, remember, knowing all the color temperature values and light sources isn't nearly as important, although it's still good to know this material. But if you are shooting JPEG all the time, then hopefully this episode will help you make better images since you will now have a better understanding of white balance and color temperature and how they can help or hurt your final image. Remember to check out the Land Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you're in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 280 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. I also want to remind you to stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, like them, comment on them, share them out on social media, and hit the little bell icon so you can be notified when new content drops. And I will see you all again on Sunday.